0: Hi everybody, welcome to this week's edition of At Large Big, brought to the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, Taylor, we have a lot of fun topics I'm excited to touch on today. Um, man, so much has happened since the last time we did a show. Life's been very hectic and busy, um, so there's a few topics we're going to touch on that some people may see as a little outdated, but we're going to share some excitement on. And um, the first thing I really want to touch on is the fact that uh, EA Sports recently announced the return of EA Sports College Football. Um, a game you and I have been talking about, have running back for, I don't know, probably 10 years. Right. Um, is it even 10? Is it even been gone 10 years? I think it's like eight or nine.
1: 2014 is the last one.
0: Okay. So, yeah, about eight years, seven, eight years. Um, And so, uh, obviously, you know, the first thought about that is excitement because, like, I, I've talked about a million times, like, online dynasty on, e- on NCAA football was like the most fun. Right. sports game mode I ever played. All my buddies and I, we would play for like twelve years of a dynasty with recruiting and everything like that. Um, but obviously, this opens another door, um, especially considering they're looking to start twenty twenty three. Um, the the bill for athletes to kind of own their likeness is coming out fairly. Is trying to is supposed to be coming out around a year or so before that, maybe even that year. Um, so this has to kind of open that idea and that possibility. Not only will we be potentially getting college football. Um, but could we be looking at the potential on the road of EA Sports College Basketball coming back?
1: I mean, uh, the the hopes and prayers there's a lot of people already talking about um, with college football is that they hope EA Sports, uh, you know, Madden, the people who make Madden, don't take over the college football and ruin it. They want it yeah. to be a similar um, light engine, right? The what the last NCAA basketball game we got was t- 2010 with uh, that with Blake on the cover of it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Blake on Blake, the cover yeah. of that one.
1: Which that game was like the mechanics and stuff was okay i wouldn't say it's, it was fun uh i was personally a fan of the 2k series um, the last great one they have was with greg Oden, 2k8 so um, good i was I, love, I still play that every now and then on the 360 where you just kind of start your legacy at a random school and just recruit i don't even play the games i just recruit and build a team uh, i think i was at like north florida and then i started went to like virginia tech and i made them like a powerhouse but right if like 2k can open the door to that community or like that universe whatever you want to call it um building in that like get your my player and get like extensive minutes in there um i'm the same thing with you what i all i care about is the online dynasty um sign me up with a couple of my buddies let me recruit let me build my team i'll have like whatever powerhouse i'll make some school a powerhouse um but yeah i mean i'm very excited i hope everything that we loved about the college football games will be in the college football game that's coming out in the future uh road to glory just that's the funniest part is like all these video games now like they get more and more like diverse and the graphics are great and the gameplay is eh, but like college football, 2014, like the gameplay was awesome. Yeah. It it had two or three things, like give me every team, give me a road to glory. That's all I need and give me dynasty mode. And like, that's, I'll have hours and hours in the game. So if we get a college basketball version version, I mean, I'll be there every, every night playing that. So
0: yeah, same, because I think one of the things you and I talk about all the time is, like, um, I was interested so fast in, like, NBA 2K is my player, Boy because, like, you got to go through the storyline of, like, oh, man, you know, like, he had a lot of trouble coming up in high school, and then he just so happened yeah. to sneak on a JUCO team. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Just get me to the NBA and let me play my games and have some fun, and maybe one day I'll be good enough to go play in the park. I never will, but right. you know, like, right. I'm like, just get me to that point. So uh, I'm totally with you. Um, I love the idea of, you know, first off, like we said, like, Bringing this bag is so big. Um, college football is like that, like a cult following. Like, uh, I sent pictures to you not too long ago. I was in the vintage video game store down the street from my house, and they had copies of College Hoops 2K8 on PS3 for like $75 for a video game that's far outdated, and NCAA Football 14 for $125. So, I-
1: I was a sucker that ended up buying not from that same store but I remember a couple of years ago I had the itch to play college football and I downloaded the live rosters and like I think it was like when Baker when the Heisman mm-hmm. uh, had those rosters which were pretty fun but yeah I, I bought it for I think a hundred and ten dollars off Amazon or eBay whatever I bought it off of but I mean it was a perfect purchase for me I played it every day so it's crazy that a game that's eight nine ten years old is still going for face value really
0: yeah I just um So I just bought college basketball 2009, the one with Kevin Love on the cover, and I've been playing a little bit. And I'm playing a dynasty with Xavier, and I was cracking up because, like, you know, the rankings in that game, you were, like, wanted to recruit this big-time school and make this big-time class every year, but it's, like, the top 70 kids were five stars, and I'm, like... I don't think it works that way. No, no. The no. yeah. like, ESPN 100 is no, not all five stars. I'm sorry right. to break it to you. But, well, uh, it's a funny. If I
1: remember right about that game, some of the top prospects ended up going to weird schools. Like, yeah. I remember when I was grouping, like, Drexel would get kids. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are they dropping the bag there? Because yeah. it's so sign me
0: up. But I don't think it works that way in real life. That'd be awesome if that was, like, a thing. We're like, do you want to pay this player at the risk of, like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'd be on, I'd make a new coach every six years because I'd be on probation. <laughs> I'd be the Rick Patino of college basketball 2021.
0: <laughs> I'm all for it. So, yeah, that was kind of what wanted to touch about that because that's obviously huge news. Um, let's get into some stuff actually on the court. And I want to start with a random team that we haven't had a t- whole time to talk about lately. Uh, maybe it's just because it's fresh in my brain because they just played Xavier recently. But, ma'am, um, if you're looking at Big East basketball, we just had John Fanta on the show about a month or so ago. And St. John's has been terrific of late um obviously they have a ton of guys who can play really well they just beat xavier 93 to 84 um they're 65th on ken palm at 14 and 8 um offensive offensive they're 35th in the country and they have dudes that can ball um they are winners of eight of their last nine they have the paul on saturday for the end of the season with a pretty rough stretch of villanova providence seton hall um you know julian champani posh alexander Isaiah Moore, Marcellus Ellington. These guys have all been really good for this team. Um, What have you seen from St. John's that's really surprised you so far?
1: Um, I mean, I think when we talked about with John Fanta, we had him on a Mike Anderson team is going to be very good defensively and um, they're going to run and gun. And I think in what year two with him, even though last year got cut short, I think the amount of like, I guess that he's tapped into everybody's potential already. Um, Julian Champagny, just as good as his brother. I mean, it's crazy. You have Justin leading the ACC in scoring, and then Julian, I think he was leading the Big East in scoring for a little while. I don't know, you know, exactly how it is after Mitch Pollock had a really good game and Ziggorowski. but kind of that, like he's he's tapping into all these guys' potential and he's getting them to play hard and they're playing very good basketball. The, The loss at Butler... You know, that's a tough one because Butler has been pretty bad this year. But exactly what you said, they've been rolling as late. It beat a good Xavier team at home Tuesday. Beat I mean, They beat Villanova pretty handily beginning of the month. Um, that is a tough stretch to come down into it. But, you know, Titus and Tate talked about it a couple years ago on their Sleeping Giants episode, which if our listeners aren't aware, it's like schools that have the potential to be really good um, – just somehow don't make it like they talk about San Francisco or St. John's like in New York, New York based kids, they get that idea. They were good in the past. Like that's a team that should be good going in the future. And I think Mike Anderson's going to get them there. He's a guy that constantly makes the tournament and usually wins a game or two when he's in there. So I think, you know, Chris Mullen was the big hire for St. John's. Um, And I think Mike Anderson ended up being the guy that they're glad they hired and he's going to build, you know, bring stability to that team going forward. So
0: yeah i saw a lot of people right now have them as like their first four out or the next four out no one really has them in um as far as i i do agree with that i'm not saying that like i would have them in the tournament right now but i do feel like um you know DePaul's is obviously not going to be a needle mover i expect that they'll beat DePaul, especially at home but they somehow pull off beating you know two out of these three games against villanova providence and seton hall like i gotta feel pretty good about their chances if
1: they win two out of three and win one or two games at least one game in the big east tournament they're in I mean they're that's a pretty impressive resume for a, a competitive conference. So
0: yeah, I'm certainly with you. Um it just sucks because you know they normally get two or three games a year at the garden. Actually, I wonder if one of these next couple games they'll get a game at the garden since next week Madison Square Garden's letting fans back in. I wonder if they'll move one of those games to the yeah, garden for be, them.
1: That'll be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully the I guess the St. John or the Seton Hall game would be ideal. So That's the end of the season at the Saturday night. Maybe the Knicks aren't playing, but that'd be crazy.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that would just be a really big deal for them. Um, You know, so while we're kind of going through the fun times of St. John's and the Johnnies playing really well, which kudos to them. uh, Really like what they're doing. Like you said, Mike Anderson is the real deal. Um, Things are not going so well. We've talked about Kentucky all year, obviously. And uh, Duke, um, Duke also not doing very well this year. I can see the heartbreak on your face. I just, yeah. I know how much it's killing you. Tough. Um, you know, how, how will we survive without Duke doing so well? Right. And then it comes out even more that Jalen Johnson, Duke's best player has decided he's done with this team and he's going to start focusing and he's opted out for the rest of the season, took his COVID rights to do so. And he is going to go ahead and try to get ready for the NBA draft, which <laughs> first off, I don't blame him one bit.
1: Yeah. I got, I have a few takes on this that I'll, I'll hash out real quick. So, first off, we're going to mention that Carolina went into Durham and beat them um, earlier in the year at like 91 87. It was a great game. Caleb Love had a really good game. Jalen Johnson had a decent game. Um, but yeah, um, you, you know, you see, but immediately when this news comes out, you get people attacking Duke, you get people backing Duke, and they're kind of just button heads about this take. Um, the idea that I'm not mad at the kid for opting out. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Like, he's not opting out. He just quit on the team. Like, opting out is the first week of the season, the first couple weeks of the season. Hey, like, I'm not comfortable playing. I don't feel like being in my dorm all the time. I don't feel like being told what I can and can't do. I'm going to opt out and prepare for the NBA draft. Okay. But when Duke is 8-8 and and you're six games away from the conference tournament and you decide to opt out, it's a little different for me than – especially when he had the leave in December when he had his ankle injury quotations ankle injury that he was away from the team for two or three games um, they came back and then he played eight minutes against NC State and took himself out of the game um, cleaned his locker room out like I don't know if you listen to Titus, Titus and Tate this week but Titus made a lot of good points with if he opts out and stays with the team and beats and you know becomes a good teammate and is rooting his teammates on and doing all this stuff and, like and staying on the on the team within team activities that's a completely different thing but cleaning out your locker and leaving the program with five games left to prepare for the NBA draft like I don't know who's in this kid's ear telling him this is a good idea but the draft board is just going to keep he's going to keep falling down and down and down because him and Coach K have been buttonheads heads all year there have been multiple quotes about that about Coach K calling him soft and other things like that they've been buttonheads heads a lot um, so that'll be interesting when GMs reach out to Coach K to hear exactly what his honest review is behind closed doors um you know lastly i'm not trying to talk bad about the kid cuz he went to duke i would bring it up if he went anywhere but you know getting kicked out of a high school his high school in wisconsin going to img academy down in florida where a lot of like armando baycott jeremiah, jeremiah robinson earl or josh green jaden springer a lot of very good players have gone and developed and grown and getting kicked out of img and now opting out of duke like i think the third or fourth time it happens i don't think it's really a, the kid's i don't think it's the school's problem i think it's the kid's problem so
0: yeah, I don't think that he realizes if he signs an NBA contract, especially his rookie deal, he's with the team for four years, like, at the minimum, unless that they trade and, him.
1: You know, that and, like, you know, rookies have a lot of hazing and responsibility, so what's he going to do when they go out to the dinner for the first time? And Hey, Rook, you got the bill. Hey, Rook, you're carrying all this stuff in. Like, you know, it's easy to – you can act like you're going to be hard and all this stuff, and you're going to go back to these veterans, and they'll put you in your place, so – also, last thing I want to say about Carolina before because they're not really relevant this year either. They've been pretty up and down. Um, this makes me appreciate what Cole Anthony did last year a lot more. Yeah, you know, Cole had his meniscus surgery last year, middle of the year. Carolina loses seven out of nine after he goes out. Um, he ends up coming back, trying to play his way back and get us back into the tournament. Luckily, you know, or unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, but makes you kind of show you what kind of kid he is that came back and didn't quit on his teammates rather than eight miles down the road, their best player kind of opts out. So.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think um, you know, I wasn't really too mad at him um, for opting out, but yes, the situation itself was kind of like, all right, man, like we know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, like if you want to prepare for the NBA draft, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. But like you said, like, you know, Darius Baisley almost went to Syracuse and all someone's like, now I'm gonna get ready for the draft. Yeah. And like just didn't go anywhere, you know, right. did that did that year for New Balance. Actually, he's played pretty well for Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to him. Um, but he also
1: did at the beginning of the year.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, by the way, did you see uh last night uh when they did the whole like in the Kentucky Vanderbilt game when they're saying by Stackhouse just fully blow off Calipari? Stackhouse is having a rough
1: year. I mean yeah. that man hates the media in Nashville and he's just he's having a tough go of it. He is he was on my list of wanting to replace Roy, but he's knocking it down a few tears. Van, Vanderbilt's a tough school to go and win at. You gotta it's hard to get into that school A and B, I mean, you're in the bottom of the SEC for a reason. So yeah. That was funny.
0: Yeah, I do find it funny that all of a sudden like everyone's like, look at Keon Brooks leading the team. I'm like, that's the guy you want leading your team?
1: Yeah, uh, they're tough. I mean, they're playing better. B.J. Boston's playing a lot better as of late. Um, Matt Jones tweeting that they're going to win the SEC tournament. was pretty funny. But, I mean, I could I Watch could see them do it. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say, I mean, if you catch Bama on a bad night, other than Bama, like everybody else is pretty inconsistent. I mean, there's some decent teams in there. Missouri's been trash lately. Tennessee's been up and down. LSU's been, eh, I mean, how often, how, how, you know, into it are they going to be for the SEC tournament? So Kentucky get hot. I mean, they're going to run into Bama, which cause they're going to be a lower seed, but yeah, I mean, I can see it happening, but how funny would that be? Kentucky wins the SEC tournament and they're a 13 seed. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to put them at? They're going to finish with a negative record. So.
0: Yeah. I think Arkansas is a team I'm liking a lot too lately. Uh, Not just cause Jalen Tate, who I used to cover at NKU is doing really well there um I, I like what you know the must bus is like getting full like that bus is getting full right now baby
1: yeah that when he, did you see him in the video of him in lexington when he <laughs> brought the horse gates out he's like come out of the gate strong and he like busted out of it like what a what a clown like in a good way like i think that'd be a good him. coach to play for moses moody has been really good for arkansas a guy that i covered at Eybl and seeing him in the lottery is like shocking to me because at the time i was like yeah he's a good player and he'll be a good two or three year college player but now being in the one and done ranks, it's like, wow, that's made pretty big development from when I saw him to Mount Verde to now at Arkansas. So, and Mustbus runs a pro system. So, you know, you're going to come in there and play fast and get a ton of shots up. Like not a lot of defenses played, which is fine with me. I like watching that kind of basketball.
0: So. Yeah. I agree with that. Also uh, before we move on, uh, one last quick sec thing, because we've already talked about the conference too much in this episode. Um Shout out to Alabama for giving Nate Oates a nice two-year contract extension today. Um, Obviously, like, totally earned it. That team right now is on the verge of probably being a mid-two seed. Um, So, you know, a hell of a year they've had. Um, Also, my favorite coach in the world for calling out Coach K. Earlier after Coach K wanted to say he wouldn't play any non-conference after their three-game losing streak. So, that's my guy now. Nate Oates is my dude, and congrats on the extension.
1: Yeah, I mean, call out Coach K the quote the other day was hilarious when he was like um, he was like, how would you rate your season so far? He's like, well, we're 12 and one. He's like, I'm pretty disappointed. He's like a 13 and that would be a lot better. Like God <laughs> just gets it. He, he hit some really good teams at Buffalo and Alabama there. I mean, they put up 112 last week on I forget who they played, but to me, that's like a shitload of points in the sec. So um, it, you're not going to get that in the ACC with Virginia, which listen, I got takes about Virginia, fire them yes. directly into the sun. That is not basketball. <laughs> It's not that I'm salty that North Carolina have lost seven straight, but I'm salty that North Carolina has lost seven straight.
0: Did you see that uh, high school basketball game in Alabama the other day? The final was six to four.
1: And charges and give high school basketball shot clocks. That's what you yes. take some basketball. Also, did you see last thing we wrap up the SEC, Keon Brooks absolutely destroyed some human being from Vanderbilt last night. Yes. They caught it charge. <laughs> and that is everything. That is the one instance. I will clip that video and send it to the like NCAA. I mean, like, that is not a charge. But that is not a, uh, that, that sorry, that's not a charge. When you destroy somebody with a basketball, that's not a charge. No.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. All right, man. All right, man. So that kind of takes us to the game of the week, really. Um, Ohio State and Michigan, which we're talking about this in a basketball game. So obviously it's a totally, totally different circumstance in the world. Um, we're talking, you know, obviously – Ohio State's going to go through Penn State tonight, where they've had a ton of trouble in the past. Um, but there's no Tony Carr, so that is in favor of the Buckeyes. Um, they're also five point favorites in this game, so I'd imagine that they'll take care of business. Um, they're 17 and four. They've had an awesome year. EJ Liddell's been spectacular. Um, they're going to go play Michigan, who's 14 right. and one, who has been off for a while, but had an incredible, incredible comeback win this past weekend against Wisconsin. Um, I know it's weird. We're talking about Ohio State, Michigan, and basketball. Um, They didn't get the football game this year, so they'll get this. And it's probably, I don't, I'll never say that this will match the intensity of that game and football by any means, being whether it's at the big house or the horseshoe. Um, But this will probably be the closest to it.
1: Yeah. I wish we had fans of the game. Uh, that'd be a lot. I mean, this game would be rocking all over the arena. Um, yeah. With Michigan coming off the COVID pause, um, which was not even forced by a COVID outbreak within the team. It was more a Michigan university thing. Um, Michigan looked really good. They were down 12 and a half against Wisconsin. Battle back and Juwan Howard run some great sets. Isaiah Livers has been great. Hunter Dickinson has been awesome. 15 rebounds in that game. Franz, uh, Franz Wagner it um, is just as at... advertised as his brother. Um, so, yeah, Ohio they're a really good it's team. In Columbus, um, one o'clock tip. I'm very excited to watch them yeah. this weekend against Ohio State. Uh, exactly what you said. The intensity may not be there with uh, the Ohio State Michigan football game, Um, but these are two teams that are playing for number one, seed, playing for the Big Ten title um it'll be very interesting to see how they end up this is a pretty good team is the game at Michigan Michigan oh nice there we go that's Sunday at one that'll be super nice yeah that'll that'll be a great game to watch um really excited to watch this one so we'll have to I can't wait to see uh, I'm, I'm gonna get the edge to the Buckeyes I think EJ, like you said EJ Liddell has been very good um at, Justin Sui has been really awesome. What's the, uh, they have another? Yeah, let's hope that
0: like everything we're shoot, saying right now isn't basketball. ruined um, tonight by the fact that I State is playing at guy Penn State, guy state and Michigan's hosting um, really you know, Rutgers. Got a tracker could um, be in really I good I suspect Ohio state the state bo- in year three or four <laughs> yeah, into
1: right. a program that heights. I think, think our guy Tim Krueger last his last practice this week had both of them as the other two one-time players, but. Baylor, uh, it's very fun um, to watch this year too. Um, Gonzaga. I'll be, very, I'll be locked in one Gonzaga. that
0: game. Um, So, you know, obviously, this there's a lot riding on this game. And there's a couple teams right there in that too See, We talked about Alabama earlier. Villanova's uh, yeah. right. It'd be very funny if they both lost. And as well. It'd still be a uh, good So, game, this so. is kind of like the, you know, this is probably for Ohio State the most anticipated college basketball game since maybe the national title game against Florida. You know, you have to think that's definitely up there. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm with you. I suspect that Ohio State will probably be the favorite going into the game, especially because it's a home game. They haven't been on a pause as long as Michigan was. Um, we just saw what Michigan fought through to kind of get to that win against Wisconsin, where when you look at Ohio State, they're just rolling <laughs> off wins. Ever since they lost to Purdue, they beat Wisconsin by 12, they barely beat Penn State. Shocker! Um, they beat Michigan State. They beat Iowa in an awesome game. They beat Maryland. They beat Indiana. Um, and like they're they're under their schedule. These last four games are Michigan, right. Michigan State, Illinois, and I mean Iowa, and then Illinois. Like that's yeah, exactly. Like where Michigan's last four are. Let me get that pulled up real quick. They are Ohio State, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So you know. Big implications for this game. This is probably um, Iowa, obviously, be Michigan's last chance at a big win. But they get this one and then that one as well, going into you know the big one, one seed, that's, prove that's it. Huge. Yeah. Wow. I meant to ask about that.
1: Uh, yeah, and the last thing I want to bring up is kind of is uh, let alone the the conferences and how they choose to reschedule these games, postpone, postponed. like these games aren't getting played. And it's like nor, not to be a homer about North Carolina, like I'm really not trying to be. They've played, they are 13 and seven and they have played seven home games this year, seven. And now they, uh, you know, Boston College next Tuesday at Boston College is canceled. Louisville game Saturday. Uh, Louisville had a COVID outbreak Wednesday that I don't know if they're going to play them Saturday. They were supposed to play Virginia Tech Tuesday. That game got canceled. They ended up having to schedule Northeastern. You know, I expected more of these conferences to maybe let these games get rescheduled. Um, Sometimes they're moving around, like, you know, Notre Dame, North Carolina might travel to Notre Dame this weekend to play them since they have an opening. But like, you know, you're you're missing home games, home games. We need home games is what we need. So it's one of those things that's pretty frustrating. Uh, you would that's think that's exactly
0: that what it is at this point. You would point. think the conference uh, would there's be better. too many like, games. Like, oh, like, you know, one know, team is on pause, Xavier's the other team on pause. They're first playing two weeks. So it's like, like let's like, get it now. But like,
1: it's been pretty... You know, luster, honestly, I was at UC them. the
0: other day and um,
1: um, I, I wish they kind of
0: asked one of the questions. I, I had answer. I, I not rather, you know, can you think we trying can you to get to kind of discuss where you would be in, in a normal season. Play play now he's like, it,
1: well, it, honestly, sounds like it we just played our
0: 14th so. game. He's like, normally your first 14 games yeah. are non-conference games and you're getting ready to play your full slate of 15, 16 conference games. So, you know, and this, yeah, it's just, it's been so batty and crazy. And like you said, like North Carolina's played 20 games, you know, Xavier's played 18 games. Um, We almost had a Xavier North Carolina game, apparently, um, from what we saw on Twitter this week. That would have been an emergency podcast. Um, That would have been a lot of fun to talk about. Um, But I think that it's just kind of at this point where, uh, like you said, like just go to conference tournaments. We know how good teams are at this point. We know what they're capable of. Um, Play through the conference tournament and go from there. Now, does that mean some team's going to be left out that probably deserves a chance because they didn't get enough games? Yes, that is going to happen. It's just what it is this
1: year. Yeah. Yep. If you're a bubble team and you end up having to opt out of the conference tournament because you're COVID, Sorry, I'm not in the term. It sucks, but we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna have people that are eight and eight. We're gonna have people that are ten. Like, you know, not eight and eight. It's bad example, but twelve and ten, and win the conference tournament. Like, there's gonna be teams that play twenty three games or less, and they're gonna be in the NCAA tournament. It's gonna to be a wild year. But luckily, like, try not to look next to the record next to their name, and just look at like the seed or figure it out. But it's gonna be wild. I mean, it's it's all over the country. It's so hard to believe. You got teams that haven't missed a day. North Carolina, you know. Uh, we forgot to talk about the game against Miami ends up getting postponed. That's a home game because the video came out of Dayron Sharp and um, Armando Baycott partying after the Duke game without mask. And, you know, not testing positive, but Miami didn't feel comfortable playing that game. But yet Miami will play a team that's coming off COVID pause. Like, it's all a sham and all bullshit, honestly, in my opinion. Not, you know, you should wear the mask and do all that stuff to make sure we have a season, and the players know that. But getting filmed in their dorm room celebrating – you know, they didn't know the cameras on them. It's not all these kids are being perfect. I'm mean, like, you know, North Carolina has had zero yeah. pauses. Luckily. I mean, hopefully we don't have any going in the future because we'd pretty much missed a tournament. But then you look at a team like Louisville, who's had to pause three or four separate times, Xavier, three or four separate times. It's like, okay. Like people were all over Twitter and all over message boards saying North Carolina should have had to forfeit the game against Miami. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, like forfeit the game because they tested negative and you guys didn't want to play. Like, I don't think it works that way. like, if you want to play it that way then a team that goes on pause four or five times needs to forfeit their games because clearly they can't get their you know stuff together but it just shows how unique and crazy this year is because you know you're better off getting every single player test positive Than having one player test positive and isolate and then boom, two weeks later, another player test positive, which seems to be happening at Xavier and at Louisville and other schools around the country. It's going to be a weird year. I'm still holding on that. We're going to have a tournament. I think we will, but I think there will be one or two teams that get just fucked by not,
0: but, yeah, I'm I mean, sure I I'm with you. I, mean, the I think NCAA they're handling the better than the NBA. But is But the NCAA said, I, think, I think, think that's so unbelievably What it boils down stupid. to is the NCA has, um, like, the conference that you they're know, to We're going to, like, have, we're gonna like, have like a three-point a, contest. A player test positive. We're going to have a dunk the contest at that. halftime. Whereas the NCAA the is going to do it. be a day. If a player test positive, and the rest of the team tests negative, you go on and play that next game without that player, TNT. seems a little fishy. And they're a like, we're not going to have fans there. I'm like, what the hell is the point of an All-Star game without fans? I, Whatever. Yeah, it's dumb. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I don't either. But I think we're going to wrap this up, man. I think we kind of touched on everything. Obviously, yep. a lot of it's college crazy. basketball is still ahead. Hopefully uh, next last year with weeks, vaccinations going out and
1: stuff, we it's can March get some fans. March, man, it's not too far away. Teams, they need to start letting fans in now because they're not going to just in August and September, they're not just going to open the doors to a full arena. Like, they're going to have to get some back to some normalcy, and I, I don't know when we're going to get out of the woods with the stuff, so. Yep. Two weeks till March. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have coverage. It's of, uh, Same. I think going forward, you know, when we get closer to certain tournaments, we can start, you know, talking about, Hey, like smaller tournaments, try to get some ideas out there. Who's going to win these give you teams that could be a bracket buster, your bracket, uh, stuff like that. It'll be interesting, but pretty happy to get turned oh on the national championship. Um, was like it felt weird. I'm glad to have college basketball. on the yeah. wrong. And maybe if North Carolina was playing a lot better, but like, I still enjoy watching West Virginia and Gonzaga and Baylor and all these other schools like that. Um, so it is still fun to watch, but missing the yeah. fans is something that you know, this is one a college is a sport that you just need fans. And it's crazy that college football had fans, like SEC schools had packed houses yeah. but college has had zero. And they're like,
0: if you pay two hundred dollars, you can have cut out the Super Bowl is Like that, listen, the last thing we'll is say the is, is the Super Bowl had you know, thirty
1: thousand people. Heard there. In my like life. 30, people there, all first responders, which is very ironic because every commercial you see is we first have responders to. begging you have to stay to. home and whatnot. So you know it's like hey stay home unless you're offered free super bowl tickets so yeah i'm all for that so same yeah so you can say you went to a super bowl but i think we'll end up having fans at uh the final four
0: yeah, and the Pacers yeah, are starting to allow fans. I think games, there will be. I think, um, I think as like long thousand, as a, I'm, I'm down, for them allowing people there. Parents, players so, to go. Like
1: That is what I want. We're definitely or, getting to wait, that. Sorry, point. Wait, sorry, the players' parents. Uh, you know, That's what I want. They're at the yeah, tournament. Exactly. I want them at the game. All right, man. Be so before get we get out of here, my last like like thing I want to touch on. Um, um, but I think the final reminder tomorrow at midnight, we close the giveaway for the LeBron James. they will be an Indy for a month. PSG graded
0: nine, mint condition 2019 Donner's optic card. I've got that down saying that so many times now. Um, So this has been really cool for all the people who have followed us on, you know, social media for a chance to get this and have left us reviews. Thank you so much. This won't be the last time we do a giveaway. Um, I'm thinking this um, nice here prism rookie Patrick Williams card might be the next one. Um, So, you know, hopefully we kind of, you know, I guess I can go ahead and spoil it. That will be the next one. We'll like keep the post on that, but um, easy. You know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's two opportunities. Um, follow, you know, subscribe to us on your as a podcast, uh, subscriber of choice. That's an opportunity. Leave us a five star review, four opportunities right there to get in and win this card. We close it tomorrow at midnight. Um, oh, yeah. and we will be sending it out to the winner as early as next week. Uh, I'll be the drawing on Sunday afternoon. So, Uh, We have, we give you guys our last few minutes and I can tally up everyone who has entered. So thank you all so much for not only being part of the giveaway, but all of our fun shows this week. Uh, Shot Callers was a blast. Uh, 48 minutes with Sam Purley from Hornets.com was a great time. And Taylor and I, as always, getting you ready for the NCAA tournament and talking about sports video, college basketball video games coming back, hopefully. Um, It's been a lot of fun. Have a great night.